Once upon a podcast. Once upon a time. In time before time. In the world was There was once a beautiful princess. This is the Mythologi Podcast. Modern retellings of ancient myth. I am your Mythologi. Mythologi, Mythologi. Does whatever a Mythologi does. Today's spooky story, The Ghost Who Was Foiled, a Chinese ghost story. (laughs) There are ghosts of many kind, but the ghosts of those who have hung themselves are the worst. Such ghosts are always coaxing other living people to hang themselves from the beams of the roof. If they succeed in persuading someone to hang himself, then the road to the netherworld is open to them and they can once more enter into the wheel of transformation. The following story of such a ghost is told by persons worthy of belief. Once upon a time, there lived a man in Tsingchoufu who had passed his military examination and had been ordered to Tsinanfu to report for duty. It was at the season of rains. So it happened that evening came on before he could reach the town inn where he had expected to pass the night. Just as the sun was setting, he reached a small village and asked for a night's lodging. But there were only poor families in the village who had no room for him in their huts. So they directed him to an old temple which stood outside the village and said he could spend the night there. The image of the gods in the temple were all decayed, so that one could not distinguish one from the other. Thick spider webs covered the entrance, and the dust lay inches high everywhere. So the soldier went out into the open, where he found an old flight of steps. He spread out his knapsack on a stone step, tied his horse to an old tree, took his flask from his pocket, and drank for it had been a very hot day. There had been a heavy rain, but it had just cleared again. The new moon was on the decline. The soldier closed his eyes and tried to sleep. Suddenly, he heard a rustling sound in the temple, and a cool wind passed over his face and made him shudder. And he saw a woman come out of the temple, dressed in an old dirty red gown, and with a face as white as a chalk wall. She stole past quietly as though she were afraid of being seen. The soldier knew no fear, so he pretended to be asleep and did not move, but watched her with half-shut eyes, and he saw her drop a rope from her sleeve and disappear. Then he knew that she was a ghost of one who had hung herself. He got up softly and followed her, and sure enough, she went into the village. When she came to a certain house, She slipped into the court through a crack in the door. The soldier leaped over the wall after her. It was a house with three rooms. In the rear room, a lamp was burning dimly. The soldier looked through the window into the room, and there was a young woman of about twenty sitting on the bed, sighing deeply, and her kerchief was wet through her tears. Beside her lay a little child asleep. 
The woman looked up toward the beam of the ceiling. One moment she would weep, and the next moment she would stroke the child. When the soldier looked more closely, there was the ghost sitting up on the beam. She had passed the rope around her neck and was hanging herself in a dumb show. And whenever she beckoned with her hand, the woman looked up toward her. This went on for some time. Finally, the woman said, You say it would be best for me to die. Very well, then. I will die. But I cannot part from my child. And once more she burst into tears. But the ghost merely laughed and coaxed her again. So the woman said, determinedly, It is enough. I will die. With these words, she opened her chest of clothes, put on new garments, and painted her face before the mirror. Then she drew up a bench and climbed up on it. She undid her girdle and knotted it to the beam. She had already stretched forth her neck and was about to leap from the bench when the child suddenly awoke and began to cry. The woman climbed down again and soothed and quieted her child. And while she was petting it, she wept, so that the tears fell from her eyes like a string of pearls. The ghost frowned and hissed, for it feared to lose its prey. In a short time, the child had fallen asleep again, and the woman once more began to look aloft. Then she rose, again climbed on the bench, and was about to lay the noose about her neck when the soldier began to call out loudly and drum on the window pane. Then he broke it and climbed into the room. The woman fell to the ground and the ghost disappeared. The soldier recalled the woman to consciousness, and then he saw something hanging down from the beam like a cord without an end. Knowing that it belonged to the ghost of the hanged woman, he took and kept it. Then he said to the woman, Take good care of your child. You have but one life to lose in this world. And with that he went out. Then it occurred to him that his horse and his baggage were still in the temple, and he went there to get them. When he came out of the village, there was the ghost waiting for him in the road. The ghost bowed and said, I have been looking for a substitute for many years, and today, when it seemed as though I should really get one, you came along and spoiled my chances, so there is nothing more for me to do. Yet there is something which I left behind me in my hurry. You surely must have found it, and I will ask you to return it to me. If I only have this one thing, my not having found a substitute will not worry me. Then the soldier showed her the rope, and said with a laugh, Is this what you mean? Why, if I were to give it back to you, then someone is sure to hang themselves, and that I could not allow. With these words he wound the rope around his arm, drove her off, and said, Now be off with you! But then the ghost grew very angry. Her face turned greenish-black, her hair fell in wild disorder down her neck, her eyes grew bloodshot, and her tongue hung far out of her mouth. She stretched forth both hands and tried to seize the soldier, but he struck out at her with his clenched fist. By mistake, he hit himself in the nose and it began to bleed. Then he sprinkled a few drops of blood in her direction, and since the ghost cannot endure human blood, she ceased her attack, moved off a few paces, and began to abuse him. This she did for some time until the cock in the village began to crow. Then the ghost disappeared. In the meantime, the farmer folk of the village had come to thank the soldier. It seems that after he had left the woman, her husband had come home and asked his wife what had happened. And then for the first time he had learned what had occurred. 
So they all set out together along the road in order to look for the soldier outside the village. When they found him, he was still beating the air with his fists and talking wildly. So they called out to him, and he told them what had taken place. The rope could still be seen on his bare arm, yet it had grown fast to it and surrounded it in the shape of a red ring of flesh. The day was just dawning, so the soldier swung himself into his saddle and rode away. This tale has been handed down traditionally and is given as it is told among the people. Hello, I'm Glenn Ostland, the man behind the Mythologi podcast. Have you ever heard that story before? When I first read it, the thing that jumped out to me the most was how interesting it was that a story like this is built upon traditional folk beliefs about different kind of ghosts and the explanation for why someone might become depressed enough to hang themselves because a ghost is whispering it to them, a ghost that only wants to be released from its sad existence and re-enter the wheel of transformation, where that pure positive energy that makes them what they are becomes something else again. It's so interesting to see the multiple layers of belief that influence the many ways that people all around the world create a sense of meaning in this world. But that's what myth does for us, doesn't it? It explores human truths through story, fiction, metaphor, and that's what I will be doing with this podcast. Now, I'm a writer, I'm a podcaster, and I have a master's degree and a PhD, ABD, in folklore from Indiana University. I've heard a lot of myths throughout my life, a lot of legends, a lot of folk tales from all over the world. I love telling these stories and exploring what they mean. Now, if you like this podcast and you want to see it continue, please give Mythologi a five-star rating and write a short review on iTunes. And if you want to hear more discussion and analysis behind these stories, come support me on Patreon and get access to exclusive content not available to the general public. You can also like our Facebook page and receive notifications with every new episode released. I'm Glenn Ostland, and I am your Mythologi. I love it. And if you love it too, please share this podcast with someone that you love.